Hi guys, this is Yaga Wakeji Kamore and welcome to Reflections by Wakeji Kamore. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening depending on the time that you get to listen to this. Do remember to share the audio or the YouTube link to, to as many people as you can. Today I'll be reading the book of Leviticus chapter 21, which is aimed at priests. The rules in this chapter gives them a general outline on how they can remain holy and effectively lead the people of Israel. Today I'll be reading chapter the chapter line for line, so do pay attention and let's get into it. I've actually missed li- reading line for line, so let's do this. It says, this is Leviticus chapter 21. It says, the Lord said to Moses, tell these things to Aaron's sons, the priests. Sorry, tell these things to Aaron's sons, the priests. A priest must not make himself unclean by touching a dead person. But if the dead person was one of his close relatives, he can touch the dead body. The priest can make himself unclean if the dead person is his mother or father, his son or daughter, his brother or his unmarried sister. This sister is close to him because she has no husband. Though so the priest may make himself unclean for her if she dies. But a priest must not make himself unclean if the dead person was only one of his slaves. Priests must also n- not shave their heads bald. <laughs> Balded. <laughs> they must not shave off the edges of their beards. They must not make any cuts in their bodies and priests must be holy for their for their god they must show respect for god's name and they they offer the bread and special gifts to the lord so they must be holy a priest serves god in in special ways so he must not marry a woman who has any who has had any sexual relations with any man he must not marry a prostitute or a divorced woman a priest serves God in a special way so you must treat him in a special way because he carries holy things he brings the holy bread to me and i am holy i am the lord and i make you holy i like that verse i make you holy it's not it's not us who makes ourselves holy so if a priest's daughter becomes a prostitute she ruins the her reputation and brings shame to her father and she must be burned to death in the fire in the fire Wow, my goodness. Kuna tuchana twingi tunaweza chomwa in this era. Anyway, I'm sorry guys. The high priest was chosen from among his brothers. The anointing oil was poured on his head, and in this way he was chosen for the special job of being the high priest. He was chosen to wear the special clothes, so he must not do things to show his sadness in public. He must not let his hair grow wild. He must not tear his clothes. He must not make himself unclean by touching a dead body. He must not go near a dead body, even if it is his own father or mother. The high priest must not leave. This these are the rules for the high priest, guys. Remember there is the high priest and then there's the priest. So the ones the previous rules were the ones for the priest. But the priest must not even go near the dead body even if it was his father or mother unlike the priests who are allowed to even touch the dead bodies if it was someone who was like a father a mother a son or a daughter who was unmarried so he must not go near a dead body even if it is his own father or mother the high priest must not leave god's holy place because he might become unclean and then make god's holy place unclean the anointing oil was poured on the high priest's head and this separated him from the rest of the people 
and then continues says i am the lord the high priest must marry a man who a woman sorry the high priest must marry a woman who is a virgin he must not carry a woman who had has had sexual relations with any man he must not marry a prostitute a divorced woman or a widow the high priest must marry a virgin from his own people that means he needs to be a levite she can't go and marry now from the tribe of judah in this way people will show respect for his children i the lord have separated the high priest for his special work the lord said to moses tell aaron if any of your descendants have anything wrong with them they must not carry the special bread to god any man who has something wrong with him must not serve as priest and bring sacrifices to me these men cannot serve as priests blind men crippled men men with bad scars on their faces men with arms or legs that are too long <laughs> gosh <laughs> oh, sorry guys men with broken feet or hands men with bent backs men who are dwarfs men who are cross-eyed men who are with rashes or bad skin diseases and men with crushed testicles <laughs> Well, how do you even get your testicles crushed? But anyway, if one of the Aaron's descendants had something wrong with him, he cannot approach the altar and bring gifts to the Lord. He cannot carry the special bread to God. He is from the family of from of priests, so he can carry and eat the holy bread. He can also eat the very holy bread, but he cannot go through the curtains into the most holy place and cannot go near the altar. This is because he has something wrong with him and he must not make my holy places unholy. I am the Lord and I make these places holy. So Moses told these things to Aaron and to Aaron's sons and to all the Israelites. Wow. That part for arms, long arms and legs got me. I'm just like, what? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so in this chapter, and this is just like my take on this chapter, the Lord regulates what was required of priests who are to serve in the tabernacle, as well as what was required for the high priest. They had to meet certain prescribed qualifications if they would be deemed holy enough to serve in the tabernacle. No exceptions were made. It was serious business to serve in God's sanctuary. You see, priesthood was and still is a very noble position. And remaining holy is crucial so as to effectively lead the people of God. The New Testament also details the quote-unquote qualifications of a church leader. And I like that the New Testament always provides us with a clear picture of the interpretation and application of the Old Testament law. The New Testament brings, like, helps us to not feel stuck with what feels like a list of do's and don'ts, you know, that the scribes and the Pharisees would use to judge others or make themselves feel more righteous than other than others. So, in First Timothy chapter three, verse one to seven, I'm going to read it. It's a bit long, but I'm going to read it. First Timothy chapter three, verse seven. It speaks to and of those that aspire to be church leaders and the qualifications that they should have. And this is what it says. It says, this is a trustworthy saying. If someone aspires to be a church leader, he desires an honorable position. So as so a church leader must be a man whose life is above reproach. He must be faithful to his wife. Other versions say he must be a husband to one wife. He must exercise self-control. He must live wisely and have good reputation. He must enjoy 
having guests in his home. Ah, that is like that because that happens a lot, especially when you're a, like a pastor or a priest or a church leader. People actually do come to your house. So I like that it says that you must, you must enjoy having guests in your home and must be able to teach. He must not be a heavy drinker or a drunkard. He must not be violent. He must be gentle and not quarrelsome and not love money. I like that that is stated. I like that the Bible does not leave out anything. He must manage his own family well, having children who respect and obey him. For if a man cannot manage his own household, how can he take care of God's church? A church leader must not be a new believer because he might become proud and the devil would cause him to fall. Also, people outside the church, church must speak well of him so that he will not be disgraced and fall into devil's trap. You know, it is easy to listen to that, um, you know, to that verse and those qualifications and say, yeah, those are befitting qualifications of a priest. And I also agree, by the way. <laughs> but do remember this, that believers, all believers, are called to be priests and kings. We are called a royal priesthood. And therefore, the lessons about the holiness revealed in this chapter, this is 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1 to 7, are also applicable to each Christian. So go through go through the, the verses again, which is 1 Timothy chapter 3 and 7. And know that these are also applicable to each Christian because God has called us to be priests and kings. And he's called us to be a royal priesthood. This is your girl, Wakeji Kamore, and this has been Reflections by Wakeji Kamore.